Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Here we go. Teaching a little Yiddish off here to Dr. Charles. <laughs> the, the term mishpucha is if you have relatives, family uh, living in an area. So if Mark and I were related, he'd be mishpucha. Oh, mishpucha. So right. Okay. So it's family. Very cool. There, yeah, there you are. There you and, are. And we, uh, we're not going to be talking about learn Yiddish this half hour on WellMed Radio, <laughs> but maybe we'll bring an expert in one day who uh, is a medicalist who also speaks Yiddish. And wow, that'd be really nice. They can I'm serve sure as a translator. In certain parts of the country, it's a uh, predominant language, like one block in New York, <laughs> and, that, and that would be about it. So we are delighted to welcome, and by the way, if you've just joined us, our co-host here, uh, Dr. Marisa Charles, is a WellMed physician, uh, uh, family board certified in family practice, has chosen to uh, uh, put the spotlight on geriatric medicine, but not only geriatric, because uh, she gets to see uh, patients of differing ages. And we have a chance now to welcome to our WellMed Radio Hotline, board certified internal medicine physician with South Alamo Medical Group, Dr. Jessica Buzenis, and she is a graduate of the uh, uh, University of South Florida and uh, uh, medical school, and then University Dad at uh, Guadalajara, where she completed her residency at New York Medical College. That's pretty cool. Did you like New York, Doctor? And welcome to WellMed Radio. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I yeah, I like New York. It's 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 a very interesting town. A lot of different people. Uh, you could go to every corner and, and and travel the world without leaving the city. Boy, is that true? And, and, and I lived in Kew Gardens, so I was in in an area of a high population people speaking Yiddish and all that stuff. So you were there, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah, did you pick up any Yiddish in your practice? I didn't, but I was quite amazed when my son, uh, who started uh, 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 day school over there, came home playing with the dreidel, which is something that I didn't grow up with. Oh right. <laughs> so that's uh, for Hanukkah, which is coming. So, yes, sir. Uh, oh, that's a pretty different Monica experience. Will be I, here. I was in Texas for all of my training, so <laughs> kind of neat that you got to travel a lot. Yeah, Dr. Charles grew up in a small town uh, across from the border in Texas, Zapata, and then has stayed in the state. She hasn't been yep. allowed to leave as no, yet, right? No, not, well, visiting, but no, never for an extended period of time. So, well, one of the things, neat. because we're really touching on this in a in, in a strange way, uh, but one of the things uh, Dr. Busenis wanted to talk about is lifestyle changes. And uh, I guess you ought to lay it out there. With COVID-19, there are families today uh, who are spending more time together than they have in in the previous 10, 20, 30 years. One result of that, skyrocketing divorce rates. Oh, no. You talk to family lawyers (laughs) and divorce, man, it it now is a growth industry. Uh, The other, it's created all kinds of uh, challenges for veterinarians, because people who have really not spent a lot of time with their dogs or cats now are spending hours with them, and every little thing, they run the dog or the cat to the vet. So Fido goes, achoo, boom, they're at the vet. Unexpected, but yeah, yeah I can Yeah, amazing. That. So, I mean, that's good for them on the one hand. They're 
generating some income to support a, a practice. Uh, and, and on the other hand, they're just slammed. Now, another thing that you've talked about, Ron, is the um, that, you know, 20, 25 pounds that some people have gained just from being stuck at home. Yeah, I so, joke about the COVID-20. The COVID-20. <laughs> so, um, you know, part of what we wanted to talk to Dr. Bucinis about was, you know, lifestyle changes. So we are stuck at home, but what are some changes that we can make so that we don't get those extra 20 pounds and the worsening diabetes and blood pressure control and all of those things that would come hand in hand with the weight gain? Oh, definitely. Um, uh, I like to speak to my patients a lot about lifestyle changes because before it used to be you need to diet and exercise and, and to bring your cholesterol and your blood pressure down, down. And it's more than just that. It's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle in order to be able to maintain that weight and, and, and keep yourself healthy. You have to incorporate your whole life into it. Um, somehow, uh, during COVID, a lot of people were out walking a lot more, but apparently it wasn't enough because maybe we were just eating too much. So lifestyle changes will include, uh, your diet, will include your activity as well. Uh, the amount of sleep is included into all that lifestyle change. And, um, if we, uh, do enough on, on that front, then we keep ourselves from, uh, having the doctor increase your medicines, which is something that patients don't want to do. How much sleep should we get? At least eight hours, which is funny because our older patients don't sleep that much sometimes, but the recommended's about eight hours if you want to maintain a good, uh, healthy weight. Most of us end up sleeping like a baby. Sleep a little, wake a little, sleep a little, wake a little, right? (laughs) That's that's right. for sure. But so what are some things uh, as long that, as you pepper some exercise in between, you should probably be okay. Probably be okay. <laughs> what are some things that you recommend to try to help patients get better sleep? Just good recommendations for good sleep. Well, one of the first things is the, the nap situation during the day. If you sleep too much during the day, then you won't sleep at night. The other one is, is uh, I've always had this rule in my household. I don't have a TV in my room. So the place where you sleep, it should be a, a sacred place, and that's the only thing that you kind of do, mainly do in there. And uh, try to go to sleep at a, a, a good time. Sometimes people during boredom, particularly in, in, in COVID, we would stay up all night watching uh, Netflix until 11 because you want to finish the, the series and, mm-hmm. or midnight. <laughs> that will... Uh, not that that would change your sleep pattern uh, as well. And, you know, of course, if you exercise enough, you'll be tired at the end of the day. If you eat well, you'll sleep well as well. Yeah. What about um, social media? You know, that, oh, the, well, I, again, going back to the no, no TVs, probably no, no iPads or, or phones in your rooms because people uh, like to Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, until really, really late, everything has to be documented, right? Right. And then you start scrolling down and become interested in something else. And before you know it, it's an hour later. So I need to get my I know, you know, I read the news sometimes on my, on my phone and, 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 and early in the morning, and it never takes me less than like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Exactly. To exactly. I need to share this with my wife who uh, will go to bed and I'll wake up maybe an hour later and I say, Gina. Put your toy away. Why is that blue light? And what are you reading? And what are you doing? And she's been binge watching on Netflix and Prime Video, a number of series that a lot of us missed growing up. So she's there watching these series. Hooked. 
it's hard to turn it off, but, you know, making a, an effort to, you know, set a sleep time and try to go to bed at about the same time every day, even the weekends and getting up at about the same time every day actually makes a real, real big difference. We're creatures of habit and we like schedules. And the seniors who come to you and say, hey, I need a sleeping medication. You need to give me some of that stuff. How do you walk down that path with them, Dr. Buzanis? Um, uh, at first, I, uh, I actually have that conversation almost every day. But at first, I look to see what medications they're on. Um, I consider whether they have a depression or not. Um, the level of activity, if they're obese, they could have sleep apnea and not be sleeping well enough so that they, that they wake up too, too many times. So we talk about maybe a sleep study. Um, but I usually start with natural things like melatonin they can get over the counter. And then again, talk to them about uh, going to sleep at a good time and all these other things we already discussed. Limiting caffeine maybe a little bit. Yeah, I had a friend who wanted me to ask you how much melatonin an adult might take. Um, It depends on the formulation you purchase. So uh, since it's over-the-counter, if you just read the the label, you should be okay. But anywhere 5, 8, 10, they're they're all good. 5, 8, 10 milligrams? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Sometimes the bottles come in different in different preparations. Can so, you take too uh, much? You can. You can. You could do ten milligrams. Sometimes they come in eight milligrams. So one one of the little tablets at night would, would be okay. And can you take too much melatonin? You know, I don't. I don't know of that. I've ever heard of anyone taking too much. Once they're they've taken it for a few days, and if it if it, it, it's melatonin is one of those things that if it works, it works. Right. And more isn't necessarily going to help you more. But yeah, I've had patients before tell me, well, it's a little 10 milligram pills and I take three. So I generally will tell them to steer away from that. Um, And just, you know, again, like like Dr. Busena said, if it's going to work, it's going to work. So five milligrams, 10 milligrams, taking three of them is not going to help you more. Now, if you just joined us, she's our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking on our Wellman Radio Hotline with Dr. Jessica Busenis, who is a board-certified internal medicine physician with South Alamo Medical Group in San Antonio, Texas. And we're talking about lifestyle changes. As you uh, take a look at this pandemic, uh, Dr. Busenis, uh, which doesn't seem to be getting any better, rather getting worse, you touched on depression briefly. Is that not becoming a bigger and bigger problem for folks trapped at home? Uh, I think it has depression and together that goes hand in hand with anxiety. There's a lot of people that, that, that have become very anxious with uh, not knowing uh, if they're going to get exposed or not wanting to leave their houses. And then the longer they stay at home, then that's when the depression has kicked in. Um, and uh, so sometimes we will manage with some medication. I, I like telling people, again, I love exercise. I like telling them to go out for, for a walk if they're able to. Uh, try to, uh, because you can do outside, uh, activities, right? And the, uh, temperature's getting nicer, so they're able to, to leave their houses a little bit. Did I read in your bio that you like CrossFit? I do like CrossFit. Wow. But I'm, I'm getting a little older, so I'm not as flexible. <laughs> it's getting harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's serious stuff. I, you know, I thought, I thought so when I first started it. Um, I, I, used to run a lot and then I used to do Zumba and somehow I ended up signing up for the gym and, and I went for an all or nothing thing and signed up for CrossFit at the same time. And uh, I think it's been four years now. So little by little, I learned how to uh, do the movements and, and, and grow with the system. 
um, it may not be something for the older patients. Again, you know, I'm not that that old, but I've become less less flexible, so it's not that great of a, a exercise for for an older person. But the city of San Antonio has a lot of parks that they fixed really nicely. A lot of pathways uh, by the river walk. Uh, a lot of the parks already have some of those machines that you can use and uh, beautiful trails. And if they're able to ride their bike, that's another good exercise. All right, stay with us. Dream about CrossFit. We're going to come right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Marisa Charles. You're listening to WellMed Radio. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number, and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to add a little Buddy Holly to our collection of bumper music. Uh, we got Mark working on that, our executive producer here in the studio. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking about lifestyle changes. Uh, Dr. Marisa Charles, our co-host, is here, and we're talking with Dr. Jessica Busenis on our WellMed Radio hotline. And I was mentioning to Dr. Charles off the air, uh, Dr. Busenis, uh, that I have, ever since COVID-19, I feel like I should be lying on a couch talking to a shrink, but ever since COVID-19 began, uh, on some evenings, I will have a, a dream that is a ongoing serial dream where I may wake up, I, I take a water pill, more than you need to know, but when, when you take some of that stuff, you get on pee-pee in the middle of the night more than once. Uh, and I go back to bed and I lay down and I pick that dream up right where I left off. It is the strangest thing. And then occasionally I've also started talking in my sleep, which is part of the dream. And my wife will oh. say, Ron, you're talking. <laughs> oh, Okay, I'll just put it back in the dream. <laughs> so what do you think, doctor? Oh, that sounds quite interesting. Maybe right. you're missing out on some social interactions and, and dreaming about having those. Oh. Oh. I mean, certainly the stress levels have been so much higher for most of us. And, and you know, it's interesting the, the types of dreams that you're having. Well, I got but, three little kids and a wife, a yeah. dog and three cats. There's a lot of social interaction. Like your usual work or your usual, you know, we used to go to dinners or we used to go yeah. to promotions. There's a lot of things that's not happening anymore. That's true. Interesting. Interesting. You picked right up on that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So what do I do? Because I, I want to turn these off. You want to turn them off? Yeah. I always thought dreaming was a nice thing. I guess uh, it depends if your dreams are stressful or not. Well, they're not very, they're not stressful. I think that Dr. Busenis might say go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself tired so that you can like sleep like a baby. Well, I could go for a walk. 
That That'd might be a be good nice. thing. That'd be a good thing. And Take those a, dogs. You know, live in a cul-de-sac <laughs> where I could walk around a circle and uh, no one will bother me. That's right. All Let's right, put so, that on the list. Back to all right, back other to, lifestyle to changes. The lifestyle changes. The the exercise. So, what are some other exercises, Doctor Busenis, that you're finding um, benefits patients and and that you might be recommending for your patients in this COVID time? Um, at this COVID time, so we talked about the biking and the going out to the park. My, my favorite one, of course, again, the park. But um, I think that we may uh, be having some more access to. Uh, well, it depends on the on the person, but uh, online. And if uh, some some exercise programs that they're setting out there, or it's a good time to pick up home yoga. Home yoga um, is a good one. I tell my patients about Tai Chi, um, which is also a lovely, very um, you know gentle exercise, good for strengthening the back and the knees. And you mentioned park yoga. Uh, this program also airs in uh, Tampa, Florida. A lot of opportunities there for water sports. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so. Well, you've been in you know, Florida. Again, sometimes there's stress in going into common places. So, um, but uh, they have their own pool. I mean, swimming is an excellent exercise. Absolutely. As well, you think of these changes, uh, I, I'd always thought that people are, in the end, resistant to change. That down and out, basically, we don't like change. We're creatures of comfort. I think at the at the end it depends on what the the reasoning behind the changes and if you have that good conversation and 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 the patient realizes that a little bit of change will will keep them either healthier or feeling better. Um, I have plenty of people that after five pounds walk in here and they feel like they're new people, and I'm like, what That's did you true. do? And it's like, oh, I just lost a little weight. After you've lost five pounds. Well, it's a start. It is know? a start. <laughs> Once you hit the COVID-60. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about diet. What are some of those dietary recommendations you give your patients? So my first dietary recommendation on older people, anyone probably over the age of 50, is you cannot eat anything that a kid eats. So anything that's in a bag, anything that's <laughs> like processed, like uh, little cakes, little chips, anything like that is really not meant for adults. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Well, that's my first that, that's very good advice. Absolutely. All those processed foods and it, it's just not a good thing to eat in the long run. So what are, are some good things to eat? Uh, so good things to eat, of course, your vegetable section. Um, I, I, I believe a lot of people uh, don't try enough of the vegetables and uh, your cauliflowers and the broccolis and the asparagus. Those are excellent. I tell them to put them in, in a little foil packet. Just put some oil, salt, and pepper in it and put it in their oven. You wouldn't Let's believe how it. good that is, and it's mm. so easy to make. You know, you're right. And I I grew up thinking I didn't like Brussels sprouts, and then my sister made me eat some the other day that she cooked. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, they were great. Well, did she put bacon in it? <laughs> uh, no, no, but she did. She just caramelized them a little bit in the in a, a cast iron pot and with just huh. a little bit of oil and, and then steamed them in there as well, put a little water and covered right. it, and they were really good, really good. So... You know, you, sometimes your your flavor palette changes as you get older, and it is a good idea to, change, you know, try different things and not be closed-minded when it comes to those veggies. You know, we're at a time, though, when fewer people are going into grocery stores. We're ordering either uh, offline, picking it up as a curbside service, or, or using some of the delivery services. And it's tough to pick your own fruit when you're not picking your own fruit. True, although most of these guys do a good job. I don't know what you think, Dr. Busenis. 
I I I agree with him. Sometimes that the, the the produce may have some 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 uh, uh, damages or you know I I like going to the grocery store. But you know you also have to think we're in we're in different times and and then we need to do what what we need to do um, to stay safe. So if that's the case, or maybe they can have a family member go and pick them out for them. Uh, if they're a little older patients, but for sure fruits and vegetables are, are number one of the list of, of things to eat. Another thing that people don't, uh, don't think about, cause one of the things is like, but doctor, I'm already eating my fruits and vegetables is the portion size. So, uh, people want to eat too, too, too much of, of good stuff is, is also not good. So I recommend that they use smaller plates and they mind their, their portion size. In the old days when you, well. uh, in the old days when more and more people went into restaurants, one of the things that I noticed was how big the plates had become mm-hmm. because food cost for a restaurant is really the smallest uh, major investment they make. It's people, uh, and uh, that's expensive. So they load those plates up, and they give you the feeling uh, that you're getting more for your value, more for your money, and you come back. So I have a friend who when they go into a restaurant like that, asks for a go box with their entree. Mm-hmm. And, oh, when they the, separate it. and when the entree is served, they separate it right there and then. Because if you don't do it right there and then, we fall into the clean plate club trap. That's true. That's true. I'm going to use your recommendation because I, I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, so I used to share my portion with my boy. But now he's 16, so he can eat, like, it's a whole portion and a half. <laughs> right. So there's no sharing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he can eat the whole restaurant, right? At 16, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure. But that's a very good idea. My daughter, on the other hand, she's very interesting. She'll, she'll split it in half and take the rest home for dinner or lunch or whatever. So she, she knows how to portion already, and she's only 13. Now, that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is. What is the age we hit? when we no longer can take that five pounds off in two days. There is a point where growing up, you could say, oh, man, I put on a couple pounds. Okay, I'll take them off. Boom, they're gone. That doesn't work when you... it depends on, on sex. Right. You need um, more sex? No, no. <laughs> it depends on male or female. What a doctor, so. eh? <laughs> uh, no, so it's true because my husband can... I would, I would put it at the range of the 40-ish. 40 you know, when you start mm-hmm. hitting into menopause, once a woman gets into the 50 range, that's, it's almost impossible. You'll probably gain weight for a while before you're able to get, go wow. back down to your, uh, being uh, your normal size. And men can go a little longer. And, and unfortunately, I guess fortunately for them, they stop eating bread one, one week and they'll lose a couple pounds. No or, or, or not drink any sweetened yes, beverages at all. Yeah. Like all the sugary drinks. Well, those are not a good idea anyway for anybody. But No, um, they are not. But a lot of people still drink them and cut them out and can lose some weight that way as well. Now, when we get back to the point where people can uh, get away, take vacations, they've got a decent job once again, uh, are, are there ways in which uh, you suggest incorporating uh, a vacation into that whole lifestyle change program? Probably choosing those vacations where you can still walk around and do some actual activities rather than sitting someplace. Right. 
Well, that would make a lot of sense. A food, food, sure. food tour would also not be <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the best idea. And but, the wine, the wine tours, or, or walk. You know, um, <laughs> if you're in a new place and you're wanting to get to know a new city, you know, walk from one place to another so that you can get a full experience and um, some exercise on the way. There are mm-hmm. cities like that. You go to New York. Yeah, walk. Texas walk. is just not set up for a lot of walking no. in the most areas. So, but a lot of those uh, bigger cities are. So, yeah. And where we put in, uh, and, and thank you to uh, Howard Peak, the former mayor, a lot of uh, walkways here in San Antonio, but they're in places where you have to either ride a bike to get to or drive to, mm-hmm. and they're not just in your neighborhood. Right. But they work. You're checking the clock. How are we doing here? How are we doing? As you think about, Dr. Bucentis, the the numbers of patients who come to you, we haven't touched directly on diabetes, but if you're looking at a lifestyle change, that can really benefit people struggling with type 2 or type 1 diabetes. No, certainly. Uh, uh, A lot of our patients actually end up being diabetics just because of the weight, and, and we counsel them on uh, keeping the weight down, and uh, other times we'll see the weight, the control of the diabetes. If if you see that A1C go up, you look up to their weight, and sure enough, they've gained you know ten pounds, and it's like goes hand in hand. So if you're able to maintain your weight wow. or reduce it a little bit, you'll control your 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 diabetes a lot better. Well, we are flat out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If people want to check you out, you're at the South Alamo Medical Group in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, sir. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Jessica Bye. Bucentis. She was fun. She was. That was really have very have pleasant. <laughs> Absolutely. For our, for our co-host, Marisa Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you again soon right here on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.